All right, so we're, we're wrapping up our series, Frequency, Tune In, Hear God. I hope that it's helped you. I hope you're learning to hear God. Um, and the title of this message is Recognize Through Relationship. In other words, recognize God's voice through relationship. And I, I just want to say, you know, the Bible starts with God talking to Adam and Eve, and it ends with God talking to John on the island of Patmos. I mean, he's talking all through the Bible. To somehow think that all of a sudden he stopped talking, really, I'm not trying to put anyone down that believes that, but it really is ludicrous to me. And the sad thing about it is that it's almost like a bait and switch. And here's what I mean by that. We lead people to Christ and we tell them that they can have a personal relationship with Jesus but then after they get saved, we tell them, oh, but he doesn't talk to you anymore. You know, he left uh, an instruction manual, which I'm not putting the Bible down, but he doesn't speak specifically anymore. And you just have to read this manual and try to do the best you can. I don't know if you've ever, uh, you know, put together a, a swing set or a bike or something on Christmas Eve, <laughs> but it'd be a lot better if there was somebody there helping you. And Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send somebody to help you. And he's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you. So God speaks. Let me read you this quote, by the way, that I, uh, about having a personal relationship with God by Dallas Willard. Dallas Willard says in his book, Hearing God, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they can have a personal relationship with God. Isn't that an incredible quote? So God does speak, but he speaks through relationships. So let me tell you some things about relationship. Uh, you know, if you, uh, I didn't tell you where to turn, so I'll just read them, all right? You'll just have to, if you want to, Genesis 3, and then we'll be at uh, Luke 10 later. So uh, let me tell you three things about relationship with God. First of all, relationship with God is our highest priority. It is our highest priority priority. Now, we're talking about hearing God, but I'm telling you, if you want to hear God, you need to develop your relationship with Him, all right? It's our highest priority. Look, Genesis 3, look at verse 8. This is after Adam and Eve sinned. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, now these are some of the saddest words in the Bible, and they are the saddest words that God had ever heard up until this point. He had never heard anything like this before. Never. Listen to what Adam said. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I heard your voice, and we're talking about hearing God's voice. I heard your voice and I was afraid. The reason people became afraid of hearing the voice of God is sin. Adam and Eve were never afraid of the voice of God before sin came into the world. We should never be afraid. They walk, God created them to walk and talk with him in the cool of the day. We're talking about hearing God, and yet when God created people, He didn't create them and give them a book and say, figure it out. 
He created them to walk and talk with Him. And He's walking in the garden one day, and they're not there. And He's going to take them maybe and show them a waterfall that day or something. I don't know, but He's going to spend time with His kids. And He says, Adam, where are you? And here's these words. I heard your voice, and I was afraid. When man sinned, man started fearing the voice of God. And that's what was lost, was to be able to have that wonderful, open communion with God. But here's something really cool. Have you ever heard the old hymn, In the Garden? And he walks with me. And he what? And he talks with me. It's about Mary Magdalene in the garden with the resurrected Christ. And you probably heard about the little boy that said to his mother one day at church, who's Andy? She said, who's Andy? What do you mean, Andy? He said, you know, Andy walks with me, Andy talks with me. <laughs> but it was written about Jesus. Listen, God is walking and talking with Adam and Eve in the garden, they sin. So he sends his son to redeem us so we can walk and talk with him again in the garden. That's why Jesus came. He restores to us the ability to walk and talk with God and to hear the voice of God. See, I can teach you methods. I can teach you doctrine and theology about hearing God's voice. But I can't develop a personal relationship for you with God. Only you can do it. Um, I know we have caller ID now, but I have several friends that have unlisted phone numbers. Uh, two that call me a lot, that I communicate with a lot, two of our apostolic elders, James Robinson and, and Jack Hayford. And so many times my phone, I'll get a phone call and it says, no caller ID. And I'm thinking it's probably James or, or Jack, you know. And so I'm going to tell you a story. You tell me if you think this happened. So this last week, I get a phone call that says, no caller ID. So I say, hello. And the voice on the other end line says, hey, Robert, this is Pastor Jack. I said, Pastor Jack who? You think that happened? No. I said, oh, see, is it Jack or James calling me? Well, as soon as I hear his voice, I know. You know how I know? Because I spent a lot of time with him. I really believe that we can come to the place where God says, hey, Robert. And I say, hey, Lord. Because I spend time with him. This is our highest priority is to spend time with God and walk and talk with Him. It's what we were created to do. Here's the second thing relationship with God is. It's our highest pursuit. It's our highest pursuit. Remember Adam and Eve we just read in the garden. You got to remember now that what caused the sin. There were two trees, the tree of life. The other one, was, though, wasn't called the tree of death, although it was. It was called the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Is that right? So the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, I'm going to make a very bold statement here. God never designed for you to live by choosing between good and evil. He designed for you to live by hearing his voice. See, he said to Adam and Eve, listen to me, you can eat from every tree, just don't eat from that tree. With his voice. He told them that. 
So God designed for us to live life by hearing his voice. Now, that he never wanted us to know good and evil. He never wanted us to judge, is this good or is this bad? Do you realize how many times we do that? Is this good or is this bad? No. Is it good or is it God? Because it can be good and not be God. Good can be bad if it's not God. And so God gave us something when we sinned called our conscience. And our conscience tells us what's good and evil, right? But here's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to bring us to Christ, our conscience. And people have said this before, well, how do you know what's good or bad for your life? And people say, my conscience. No, the voice of God. Your conscience brings you to God. He never intended you to live by your conscience. As a matter of fact, if your conscience is not cleansed by the blood, this is what Hebrews says, then you will serve God out of dead works. As long as you have a guilty conscience, you'll try to do something to get God's favor instead of going to God in prayer and receiving God's grace and God's free forgiveness, and then you can again serve God by His voice. He did not design for you to live life by your conscience, what's good and what's bad. When you think about this, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and once man sinned, man began to live by his own conscience. As a matter of fact, we even have this little expression, well, I could never do anything that would violate my conscience. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't want us to have a pure conscience because it says to live with a good conscience. But let me tell you what the verse actually says. It says to live with faith and a good conscience. And do you know where faith comes from? Remember Romans 10, 17? Faith comes from hearing. So here's what it's saying. Live by hearing the voice of God, and you'll have a clean conscience. But when we say something like this, well, well uh, I, you know, I could never do anything that would violate my conscience. Well, my question for you is, well, what if God told you to? I even asked this lady that one time. I said, what if God told you to? She said, God would never tell me to do anything that would violate my conscience. So, and I just want you to think about that for a minute. I said, so God is limited to your conscience? Now, I want you to think about that. The God of the universe is limited by your conscience? And so, she said to me, well, give me an example in the Bible where God told someone to do something that would violate his conscience. I said, I think he told Abraham to sacrifice his son. That would have violated my conscience. I'm not saying that we do something wrong or bad. I'm trying to get us away from living from the wrong tree. When God created us, this is is what I want you to get more than anything. He created us to live by His voice. And Adam and Eve lived by His voice until sin came in the world. And Jesus came to restore so that we could have a relationship by living by the voice of God. What's God saying about this? So it's our highest pursuit. And here's number three, it's our highest passion. 
It's our highest passion in this life to have a personal relationship with God. Okay, Luke chapter 10, famous story, verses 38 through 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. I want you to notice that. Sat at his feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, now I wanted, I learned this phrase, I just want to know if you ever felt this way. Lord, do you not care? (laughs) You ever felt that way? (laughs) Do you not care what's going on and all the responsibility that I have on me right now? Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, I underline the next phrase that I wanted you to pick up on it. You are worried and troubled about many things. You ever been there? You're worried and troubled about many things. But, watch this, one thing is needed. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Okay, here's how simple it is. One thing is needed. It's, It's real clear. Let me tell you what it is. To sit at Jesus' feet and hear his words. That is the one thing that you need to make sure you do in your life, is you need to have a time. We talked about it in this series. We talked about make an appointment, set a time and a place. We talked about the 10 ways God speaks. We talked about that we're sheep and that sheep hear his voice. We talked about that we're friends of God and God speaks to friends. We talked about that we can prophesy. The Bible says you can all prophesy, that all may learn and all may be encouraged. So if you can give someone a word from God, you must be able to hear God. We talked about how to confirm his word with the Bible, with counsel, and with peace. We talked about that if we heed or obey his word, then we get more. Is that right? So I've I've told you how to hear God. I've shown you that God still speaks today. I've told you all I can tell you, but the only thing now I cannot do for you is develop your personal relationship with Jesus. In other words, I can't hear God for you. I can hear God with you. I can help confirm something as a friend but I can't hear God for you. And this is what people have been trying to get pastors to do for years. When God wanted to speak on the mountain to the children of Israel, here's what he said. You go back and read it. Let everyone come up the mountain. Let everyone come up the mountain. He says, but the people heard the thundering and, and they were afraid. And so the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near. And then we have the verse, that God spoke to Moses as a man speaks to his friend. Well, it's real simple, because he was the one that didn't stand far off. He was the one that drew near. He was the one that developed his personal relationship with God. And I can't do that for you. I can show you theologically that God still speaks. I can show you how God speaks. I can tell you how to hear his voice. I can give you practical ways, like we talked about writing down what you believe God is saying through the word. I can do all that for you but I can't show up for your appointment tomorrow morning. Only you can. 
years ago, uh, Debbie and I, when the kids were young, we, we bought this hot tub that was a two-person hot tub. Only two people could fit in it. Put it on our back porch. It was so inexpensive that you just plugged it into a 110. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> that was all we could afford. But every night, it seemed, we would sit in there after the, we put the kids to bed, and we would just, just have time alone with God. You, you ever, you, parents, you know what I'm talking about? It's like they're asleep. Yes, thank you, God. <laughs> you know. And we had this, it was when they first came out, we had this little baby monitor. Now they're real complicated, but we had this little monitor. You plugged it in the wall. I remember one time it fell in the hot tub. The amazing thing was, though, that the kids never cried after that. After that time, they never. I don't know why, but. Um, but we would sit in there every night and just talk, you know. And she said to me, one night, she's telling me something, and I said to her, well, Sugar, you just need a word from God. You just need a word from God. And she started crying. And she said, I don't know how to get a word from God. I don't know how to do that. I hear you talk about God speaking to you, Robert, all the time. But I don't know how to hear God. So the first person that I ever talked to hear God was Debbie. So I talked to her about it. I talked to her about some of the principles. And then I said to her, you know what? Let's just take a moment right now. I said, I want you to just take a moment, and I'm going to pray. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to just tune out everything around you. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to you. So I prayed, and then I'm just looking at her. She's got her eyes closed, and she's kind of sitting like this. And then all of a sudden, she does like this. She goes, like that. I said, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. I said, did you, did you hear something? She said, yeah, but it wasn't God. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, wait, we don't know, we don't know that. I said, what did you hear? She said, well, you, you know that story, the little engine that could? She said, I just read that to the kids to put them to bed. And it's the little train that the big trains wouldn't pull the, you know, the train, the big engines wouldn't pull the train over the mountain. So they go the little engine. And so all the way up the mountain, he says what? I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. She said, that's what I heard. I heard, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I said to her, sure, don't you see? That's God. I said, you see yourself as the little engine. And you see me as the big engine. And God's trying to say to you, you can. You can. You just need to know that you can. You need to think you can hear God. Okay. So that happened like 30-something years ago. So just recently, we, we have some land. We, I've, I've told you about that. And I was looking at buying one of those ATVs to take the grandkids on, you know. And so I go to this dealership, and I see one, and I think, okay, I want one like that. But they don't have one. They said take four to six weeks to get it in. So I come back. I get on the Internet. I call every dealer within about 100 miles. Nobody has one. So then I decide to swim some laps. So I, while I'm swimming, I pray. So I'm swimming, and I'm saying, God, give me, you know, confirmation. I want, I want a confirmation. I never want to spend money without confirmation. I think I'm doing this for the grandkids, but I want it too. <clears throat> So 
So I need you to tell me if I'm really hearing God or you're hearing you or not. You know, so I, so I, I just ask you to confirm it to me. So I get out swimming laps and we have the hot, a hot tub. So I sat in the hot tub and I said to Debbie, I said, I just asked the Lord to confirm to me if we were supposed to buy this or not. And she said, well, I don't hear God like you do. Now, it's, I don't think she meant, you know, that I hear God more. I think that some people hear in different ways. For instance, some people will say, well, I feel. Others will say, well, I don't see it that way. I see, you know, there are seers, there are feelers, and there are hearers. And I normally hear a phrase, she feels, I feel, you know. So she said, well, I don't hear God like you. Now, this happened like two weeks ago. We're talking about hearing God, and I was thinking about when I was preparing this message all the way back from the hot tub, and we still like hot tubs. <laughs> and she said, well, I don't hear God like you do, but when I prayed about it, I heard Oklahoma City. She said, is there a dealer in Oklahoma City? And I said, well, actually, you know, you call up that big map, and I did see a dealer in Oklahoma City. And I called the dealer the next morning, and he said, yeah, I got that one. <laughs> And I'll bring it to you and meet you halfway. I'm trying to tell you that my little engine can. You don't have to be the guy that stands on the stage to hear God. You just have to be his daughter or his son. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to just take a moment, and I know we ask the Lord, what are you saying to me? But I want us to do something. At every campus and every affiliate church, we're ending this series on hearing God. I want you to just make a commitment that somehow, not an overcommitment, I'm not asking you to make some commitment you think you might not be able to keep, but just to say to God, God, I'm going to do my best to develop my personal relationship with you and learn to hear your voice more clearly. So I'm asking everyone here, everyone to do this. And if you're watching online or, or on television, I'm asking you simply to make that commitment. Every campus, every person, would you just say, would you just tell the Lord, Lord, we've come to the end of this series on hearing God. And to the best of my ability, I want to hear you. I want to develop my personal relationship with you better, and I want to hear you more clearly. I want us all to make that commitment, and I'm right there with you. I want to hear God more clearly, and I want to develop my personal relationship better with Him. And we want to pray for you. If you're going through any type of difficulty, and we all go through difficulties, Maybe you're not even going through a difficulty, but you just have an area of your life where you need prayer right now. You know, every week before I come out here, I ask for prayer. When we gather in the back, would you guys pray for me? So if you need prayer for any area of your life, no matter which campus you're attending, even if you're in an overflow service, we're going to have one more song. After that song, or during that song, sorry, during that song, we're going to have leaders at the front of every campus and every room. We're going to have leaders by every exit at the, at the uh, second level at South Lake. If you need prayer for any area of your life, whether you're a member of Gateway Church or not, you don't have to be a member of Gateway Church to ask for prayer. If you need prayer for any area of your life, we're going to have one more worship song. And if you're not coming for prayer, I want you to really worship God. 
Don't, don't leave early, okay, if you don't have to. If you don't have to, don't leave early. I want us to worship God, create that atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move. And if, But if you need prayer for any area of your life, as soon as we stand up, you just stand up and step out and come. And if you're on our altar ministry team, you can go ahead and start making your way to the front right now. Holy Spirit, I pray you'll draw every person at every campus who has any prayer need now. In Jesus' name, amen.